Is everybody, yes. Let me share a word of uh, prayer. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We pray that you will be with us tonight, Father, Lord God. And we pray that you will be with all Floridians, Lord God, and anyone who's in the path of this storm, Lord God, that you will protect them, that you will be their shelter, their refuge, Lord God, and their sanctuary, Lord God. Father, your word says that you are a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are saved. We pray, Father, that you would save them from the shelter. You would save them and shelter them from this storm. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I want us to go to 1 John 5, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. And we're going to be talking about guilt and not carrying um, guilt because we shouldn't, right? If we truly believe that Christ carried it, then we shouldn't need to. And I think this is a good verse for that. So 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 to 10. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light. Jesus, the light of the world, and in him there is no darkness at all, right? So what is that saying? Essentially, that saying is, it's speaking about God's character. God, God's character, God is moral perfection, right? That if we say that we have fellowship with him, and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth because moral perfection cannot compromise. Somebody's walking in the darkness, they cut off their fellowship with God, right? But if we walk in the light, in the light, it's not according to the light. If it was according to the light, it would be saying, you have to be moral, morally perfect in order to have fellowship with God. That's kind of the grammatical implication here. It's walking in the light. So what is it? What am I saying? It's walking in the light or according to the truth that God provides, right? According to the light that God provides. Because here's how you grow in God. God gives you light. You respond positively, and guess what you get? You get more light. That's how it works. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of, of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin, cleanses us from all guilt, condemnation. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So here is how God works. So let's unpack this. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you. So it's a message directly from God, right? 
This is what they have heard. And so it's a way for you to walk with God. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we like and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in light, it's even something like we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus' son cleanses us from all sin. So meaning there are a lot of people who are not clearly walking right with God and they'll call themselves a, uh, a Christian. But if you're not walking right with God, you're really not having fellowship with God. And so there's a lot of people who are not really having fellowship with God, calling themselves a Christian, but they're not experiencing the power of God, right? They're not experiencing that power of God because these people are not living true to themselves. And is this is why I talk about pride a lot. Because pride can cut off uh, fellowship. Because pride can cause you to think that you are walking in the light that God has shown you. But you're really not. You're walking according to your own way. Because really the lie of the enemy, crazy lie of the enemy, really is okay, you shall be as God, but if you're a Christian, biggest lie is this, is that you're serving God when you're not. Is that you are serving God when you're not? Who was caught up in that lie? The Apostle Paul. He was killing Christians, but he thought he was serving God. He thought he was serving God. He thought he was stamping out this heresy, right? So if you really, and not walk according to the light that God shows you. And it's very easy to be subtly deceived, right? It's very, very easy for, it's just like if you're in a strange town, you don't know your way around. Isn't it very easy to get lost, right? You don't know the place. So it's very easy to get lost because you don't know the place. It's very easy for the enemy to almost get you to feel that you're walking in the light when you are not. Why is that? Why is it very easy? Because we can justify anything in our own minds, in our own mind. Do you know that there's people who have committed genocide and they think that they're doing mankind a favor? And I'm not just talking about the obvious. I'm not just talking about the Holocaust. I'm talking Rwanda, I mean, so many. Okay, so they think that it's so it's very easy, right, to go to church, to go through all of the motions, and hey, I'm serving God. But here's the thing you're deceiving yourself. And here's also why it's so easy to deceive yourself is because in that self deception, you feel good that you're doing the right, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. But here's what you won't experience. You won't experience any power. You will not experience any power. And here's also what will happen. The pride that you get from the self-deception, right, is almost used to suppress the guilt that you feel, right? And look, if we say that we have no sin, so clearly people were doing this. 
right? People were, were actually doing this. There were people, the people that John was writing to here, he was writing to a group of people called the Gnostics. And Gnostics are people, Gnostics is a word derived where we get the word knowledge from. And these Gnostics believed that they had almost had this special knowledge, had this special relationship with God. No, I'm in the light. I'm doing all of the, no, I don't need to confess. But look what he's saying. If we say we have no sin, we are de deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here's the way that you ensure that you are in regular fellowship with the Lord is to get into a daily, a, a daily routine of confessing your sin. You watch how the light opens up to you. You watch how you start walking in the supernatural power. Get in. David asked, and in fact, I read it. Somebody had a question the other day, and I read that scripture, Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. And let me go there again, because David is asking this same question. So David is not saying, oh, I'm good. I'm all set. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. So you can have pride, right, where you almost don't feel that, no, I'm all set. Yeah, I don't need to confess my sin. No, no sin. But it's not you who actually determines that. It's God. God is like a mirror. Nobody should not look in the mirror and just say, well, I'm all set. Yeah, I'm fine. You know, you know, your collar could be, you know, crooked and all of that, right? It's just the same way this with God. You have to go to God to know that you are all set because it's very easy to justify anything in your own mind. Although he says, he says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us, right? So we have to get into the habit of confession. And then there's the other side of the scale, always feeling guilty like you're always in sin, always feeling guilty for everything. So this vicarious guilt, anything vicarious is something that you're doing through somebody else. So if somebody, other people can guilt you, right? Other people can guilt you. So you're always carrying this guilt. And you know what guilt does? It really robs you of your joy. If you always feel like you've done something wrong, it will affect your self-esteem. It will cause you to be irritable. It will cause you to be unhappy. You'll have this flat affect all the time. You won't be able to derive joy or pleasure from anything. So you've got one side of the scale, right? Like these Gnostic, now no, we're all set. We have this special relationship with God. We don't need 
to confess our, our, our sin. No, we have no sin. That's just based on what they thought of themselves in their mind. And then you have ones who, hey, I'm always in sin. But the solution is the same for both. It's this regular confession. So it's this regular looking in the mirror. Search me, oh Lord. Show me if there's any confession I need to make. This will revolutionize your spiritual walk now because there are things that you are carrying, right, that you don't even know that you are carrying and you've been carrying them for so long. It's kind of like the whole frog thing, putting a frog, right, in a pot of water and slowly bringing it to boil, right? The, the, the frog becomes accustomed, right, to that environment. So he kind of gently and quietly and in a very subtle way boils to death, right? Many of us are like that with guilt. You can carry something for so long, you don't even know it's a weight until it's lifted right? Until it's actually lifted. You can carry this guilt for so long that you become acclimated to it. You know, many of it, we do not even know freedom. Look, the, the Pharisees were saying to Jesus, oh, we're Abraham's children. Abraham is our father, and we've never been in bondage to anyone. And what does Jesus say? You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free, because they don't know it. They don't know it. The truth is right there in front of them. And so here's the thing that, listen, with God, it's never as good as it gets. You think it's as good as it gets because that's what you've known. It gets better and you should always want better and you can always have more light. God is like, a trillion gazillion oceans. No one can actually say, oh, hey, you know what? I've sampled every drop in a gazillion trillion oceans. Not possible. God is more, even more infinite than that, right? And so, so, but what can block the process and the speed of the process right, is thinking that you're all set where you are and you're not walking in the light, but you justify it by the pride, right, that you have in your heart and the pride is preventing the conviction, right? And so you've got people in this state for decades and decades in church and they're not growing. And this is why John is saying that if we say we have no sin, this is anybody, don't take it personal, anybody, we make, we make God out to be a liar. And if we say we have no sin, then why is Jesus living to forever make intercession for us, right? We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Hey, if I have no sin, then he should take a rest, right? Show some days off. I mean, what, what's going on? <laughs> he should be able to go on vacation. No, 
We do. We do. The enemy almost gets us to feel if we have not blatantly committed something, hey, I'm all set. That's such a silly phrase. And I'm all set, all set. And really, all set is just a way of saying something with your, your mouth to justify, right, not doing anything with your behavior, right? I'm all set. I mean, you're far from being all set. We need to get in to the habit of understanding. We take things into our mind. We think things to a perfect God, right? We are bringing in these sinful things. We have these thoughts about people. They are sinful. So we should forever, right, forever be in that, that habit of confession. This is what David is even saying. David's almost, I can't see myself in the mirror. So Dave, God, tell me how I look. Tell me how I look, right? That's what David is saying. David's almost doing one of those mirror, mirror on the wall. How do I look, God? And that's what we need to do. We have to just the same way as you take a shower every day, brush your teeth, blah, blah, blah. You should cleanse your heart. You should cleanse your heart because, hey, hey, sin can build up. It's like you don't brush your teeth. Plaque can build up on your teeth. Look at, look at sin as like plaque in your heart, right? And you go to God, who's like the heart hygienist, call him, right? That wipes away that plaque so that your heart now remains tender so you can respond to that light that God is showing you. So you can walk in that light so that you can have fellowship with God who is light so that you can have power to live the kind of life that God wants you to live. We're going to do some uh, prayer. Uh, we do quite a few of these uh, uh, prayer points. It's um, log on. Give me the grace to know my true state to know where I am. See, pride, if you're full of yourself, you're gonna have a distorted image in the mirror. This is why God hates pride. It, it, it causes people to not feel that they have a need for God. And this is where they were at. The Gnostics were very proud. They had this, felt that they had this special insight. But John here is, this is the beginning of real false teachers in a kind of mass community way coming into the church. This is much later than Paul. Paul has been martyred now, this. John is writing first John and Revelation towards the close of the first century, right, AD. This is when a lot of people are opposing the gospel. And these Gnostics, were people opposing the gospel. I want to read something to you. Look how he starts this letter. Because they're even denying that Christ came in the flesh. Really. That they have this special knowledge from God. 
Look how he starts this letter. Look at verse one. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, and the life was manifested. Why would he say that? Because he is actually saying that God has come in the flesh. So the Gnostics, they believe that matter was evil. There's no way could God come to earth. This is what they believed. They believed in God, but there's no way was Christ God. What we've seen and testifying but came to you, eternal life, which was with the Father, was manifested to us. What we have seen, what we have heard, what we proclaim to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. This is a, a polemic. A polemic is warring against something that's false, right? So he's making a defense of the gospel because of these teachers. And they felt that they did not need to um, almost have fellowship with God. No, we got this special knowledge, blah, blah, blah. No. We are for, and, God, and John is telling them, no, you don't. This is the way to have fellowship with God. Because they didn't believe that God came in the flesh. And also they believe if God didn't come in the flesh and flesh is evil, it doesn't matter what you do with it. So you can sin with your flesh and it's fine. And, they, and this, is, this is the background of this letter. And, and that may seem off the wall to us, but there are so many milder forms of that that people have in their mind in church today, right? There's people who are always looking at other people, judging them, and they believe that they're better. Oh, I never do that. Oh, I would know. No. Oh. And that's what the Pharisees were doing. Oh, even to Jesus. Isn't it true that you're a Samaritan? and have a demon. See, this is the pride. It takes you away from God, right? So that should give you the context in understanding this. So this is the prayer point. It's, Lord God, give me the grace, Lord God, to every day, as many times a day as necessary, to cleanse my heart before you. And this is cleanse my heart before you. Notice I didn't say just cleanse my heart because they were doing that or they thought maybe hey, they're doing that with them. No, we're all set. No, we don't have any sin to cleanse my heart before you. That's exactly what David did when he said, search me, oh God. He didn't say, God, I've searched myself. I'm, I'm all set. No, search me, oh God. So Lord God, give me the grace to cleanse my heart before you, Lord God so that I may walk in your light as you are in the light. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name, Lord God. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will give me the grace, Lord God, to cleanse my heart before you, Lord God, so that I may walk in your light, Lord God, Jesus, as you are in the light. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, there's another form of pride that somehow the blood of Jesus Christ doesn't have the efficacy, right? The power 
to cleanse you of sin. So you're always carrying this guilt. So you're in the state of guilt. Doesn't scripture say, therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So it's, Lord God, give me the grace, Lord God, to give my guilt to you once and for all. To give my guilt and condemnation, Lord God, to you once and for all. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Lord God, Father, I pray that you would give me the grace once and for all to give my guilt and condemnation to you, Lord God. Oh, we just thank you, Father. We praise your holy name, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. So we said this prayer is what we're going to do. Nobody should ever, ever, no child of God should ever, ever carry guilt. Guilt tripping is of the enemy. What do we call him? The accuser of the brethren. The accuser of the brethren. Hell's chief prosecutor. Right? So here is the prayer point. Lord God, give me the grace, Lord God, to never, ever, ever carry guilt again. Why shouldn't we carry guilt? What does God bring? God brings conviction. You know what conviction is? Conviction is a reminder that you've done something wrong. You need to call out to, for help to God, and you turn around, and it's lifted. You know what conviction is called? It's called godly sorrow. Godly sorrow, and it leads to repentance. You know what? You know what guilt is called? Deadly sorrow. There are so many people, right, because of guilt, that commit suicide. You know why most of our soldiers, one reason why many of our soldiers commit suicide, survivor's guilt. They came home and others didn't. Survivor's guilt. So it's Lord God, give me the grace to never carry guilt again. Guilt is the biggest lie to any believer. Give me the grace to never carry guilt again. You carried my sin, Lord God. I should not have to carry guilt. Give me the grace to never carry guilt again, Lord God. And give me the grace to always respond to your convicting spirit, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise your holy name. Father, I pray that you will give me the grace to never carry guilt again and give me the grace to respond to your convicting spirit, Lord God, that leads to repentance, the godly sorrow, Lord God, and not the deadly sorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lord God, give me the grace to overcome the thing that keeps making me stumble. Yeah. That keeps making me stumble. Notice it's walking in the light. Nobody should be stumbling, right? That keeps making me stumble, Lord God. 
that thing that keeps making me stumble. And this is speaking to someone now. You've been stumbling. Well, stumble no more. So Lord God, give me the grace to overcome that thing that keeps making me stumble. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise your holy name. We just pray, Father, that you will give us the grace to overcome that thing that keeps making us stumble, Lord God. We want to stumble no more. We want to stand and walk in your light, Lord God. We do not want to be stumbling around in the darkness. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to do the caring call. I'll pass this, pass it back to Sandy. Um, you don't know the Lord and you're unsure that you know him, please say this uh, prayer with me. Father Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for saving me, Lord God. I know you will give me the grace to have fellowship with you, to walk in the light, Father Lord God to confess my sin, Father, Lord God, to acknowledge my sin, Father, Lord God, and to keep responding to your light and to keep growing, Lord God, and knowing you more, Father, Lord God. Shatter any illusion of you that I have in my mind, Lord God. I just want the real version of you in my heart, Lord God. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.